welcome to the Fourth Center podcast. I am your host tonight, Jeffrey Solomon. With me, uh, special guest number one, Brian with a squiggly line. And after, no, we just went over this. I'm going to call you Pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Pasta, also me. named Brian Padre. Uh, PastaPadre.com and the yeah. Washington Warrens. Yeah. As I learned, there was a story behind that. I didn't even know. I just... In the uh, Discord, there was a lot of talk about the Warrens, and I had to kind of piece it together once mm-hmm. I joined the uh, joined the league. So that's been, it. Might that's it might have fun. helped that they had a, a an emote called Warrens? Yeah, so I did. I, I think I saw AOC in there too. So yeah, she got one of those too. While we had uh, boosted Nitro, whatever it's called, yeah, Nitro is what it's called. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining us, and uh, hopefully, we don't ruin your night with talk of this game but i want to open with a recap of what i declared game of the week which was the eagles and the warrens duking it out for first place which took place about three hours ago and you had a front row seat so i'd like to hear all about it yeah you know uh so the eagles rich um and i we played countless times over the years so going into the game i think both of us are we're not really going to surprise each other with anything we do. Um, but this was a big game, not the biggest game uh, for us. It's the next one, which is two weeks from now. Uh, that game will basically determine the division. Uh, because of tiebreakers, Rich Eagles would have to have beaten me twice to win the division. I just needed to win one of the two. So I decided to come out in this game and be aggressive, and I think that that cost me a couple uh, turnovers uh, that where I should have had points, where I should have had field goals, uh, and kind of pressed. And uh, and then you know we always play close games. It's just it's it's kind of inevitable with us. And he runs the ball like crazy. And and here in Madden 22, I'm not sure I've found the solution to stopping that. Even with uh, Washington's really good defensive line. Uh, and so you know I took a late lead, a late four point lead. And uh, then I had to stop him, and he converted a couple fourth downs along the way. There was a fourth and six, I think, and it was backed up at like his own 30. And uh, I knew he was going to go for it because he's done this numerous times <laughs> against me in the past. I was ready for him to call instead of punt. Um, and then there was another one where he just had to sneak it. Um, and then I got down uh, to the goal line, and uh, I, I watched him walk in with Jalen Hurts. And, you know, frustratingly, I sit there and I knew what was coming and all my guys just stood and watched, you know. Um, so, again, you know, I'm not I'm not crushed by this loss in the standings. I fall behind him right now, but I play uh, Dallas next uh, winless. But I'm, you know, I, I can't take that for granted. He played me tough in the last game. Uh, and then I face the Eagles again. And if I win that game and then uh, close out with a win over the Giants, I win the division. Uh, if I don't win. If I don't win out, I'm not going to make the playoffs. Nobody's making the playoffs at nine and eight in the NFC. You got to be ten and seven, and even at ten and seven, someone might not make it in. Uh, if I beat the Eagles, beat the Giants, I win the division, and then. Uh, but if he beats me, he's going to win the division, and I'm going to be out of the playoffs. So it's that next game with us two weeks from now that's really big. Plus, there actually is a home field advantage, and I'm going to have. Uh, we're going to be playing in Washington for that one. It felt like I, you know, kind of. I didn't sacrifice this one, but, uh, you know, I kind of pushed in a way I normally wouldn't have. It probably cost me, but that's okay. I got one more chance at it. 
Well, I know you like to crunch numbers, and you said that uh, home teams had won 57% of the games in our league. Uh, so that yeah. home field advantage might be just a little bit helpful in the playoffs. I personally don't know if M Factor at home is a big deal or not because it seems to work for both teams anyway. Uh, it's just you get one less of those abilities. I guess that's less effective, but also like if you're winning, the other two are still kicking your ass. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. I just thought it was interesting that it was fifty-seven percent, and in real life, in NFL, uh, a typical NFL season is about fifty-six percent uh, home teams win. So I don't know what the cal- what's causing it to happen that the home teams are actually getting an advantage. If it is momentum, if it is some of those um, uh, little. You know, I don't even pay attention to them. I don't know if anybody does, but I'm like, maybe in the background, they're doing something for you. But, uh, you know, I've, I've always been bothered in the past in Madden, uh, where it's, it almost seemed like home teams were at a disadvantage for some reason. We had, um, you know, I've been in leagues over the years where, where road records were better than home records. And I don't know, I don't know why, uh, but, uh, but I, I thought it was pretty interesting to see that there is a home field advantage of some sort in the game this year that's actually influencing the outcomes. Uh, I don't know if it's going to win anyone a game necessarily, but uh, all things being equal, maybe it gives them the edge. It was interesting. I always just thought I choked at home, and that's why I had a better away record. I never uh, thought Madden was doing anything to influence that. <laughs> maybe it's just the uniforms. I don't know. You see, the uh, we're seeing darker uniforms better now playing at home. Could be. All that HDR lighting bouncing off. Yeah. Uh, Brian, how did your game go this week? Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was the best game that I've played in this entire thing because I didn't play it. Um, yeah, I know, right? Shocker. Um, and you know what? I, I thought I thought that I was gonna be, I thought I was gonna fall victim to myself again and just be like, no, I, I got, I can fix it this time. It'll be fine. Everything will be good. Um, and I didn't, I just stuck to my guns and I'm like, no, and I'm just, I'm just not going to do it right now. Cause it's not enjoyable. Um, and like I said earlier today, I, I still enjoy all of this part of it. Um, I just don't want to play the game right now. And, and ironically enough, I think it's funny that the, the most fun that I've had playing this game was actually a loss to pasta. And so, um, but that was the most fun that I, honestly, that's like the only fun that I've had playing this game so far. And I, I couldn't tell you why the game ended up the way it did or like why that game was fun versus the other. It was a close game. Well, I, to- uh, I told you why. Through. I told you why afterwards. And it's because I play Madden like the real life Seahawks in that every game comes down to the wire. It doesn't matter if skill wise, I, I may be better than the other person. I don't blow anybody out, but I'm also pretty much in every game, no matter who I play. Um, yeah. And so that one was that was fun. You took the lead with I don't know, what was it a forty five Le- forty five less seconds, than a minute. Like, yeah, on a two point yeah. conversion, I was like, that was a ballsy call that I I thought you should go for, um, yeah. considering the position you were in. And so uh, you know, I I was just like, well, it comes down to the wire with the, with us. Just like uh, I'm sure you're you're used to and watching every Sunday. You know? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. So that was a ton of fun. Um, and I, I'm trying to think back to that game. I, I think like we both had a play or two probably that was very questionable where the other person got the advantage that was questionable. But I think we also both made mistakes that, that were our own fault. And so, yeah, it just kind of balanced out 
but at the same time, one out of 13 <laughs> does not a fun time make. That, that so, fraction isn't right. We've only had these new settings for like four games. Well, that that's true. See, stop trying to talk me back into this. You're trying to talk me back into this insanity. I'm not trying to do anything, but <laughs> your next game is against Todd Zuniga, which I have to imagine would at least be interesting to participate in. And I know he's pushing you and trying to convince you. No, I, 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 I thought about it earlier, and I was like, well, I'd have to re-download the game because I, oh, <laughs> I deleted no. is, it. Do you have a, a data cap? Are you in Australia? No, I don't have a data cap, and I also have a one gig connection, so it would take like okay. five minutes. But uh-huh. you know, it, it's a built—it's a nice built-in excuse, I think. But I don't I, think it's that I good feel, of an excuse. I was thinking about it earlier, and I thought, God, I feel it feel—it feels like it would be like coming back just for that game. It feels like it would be like a, a, a an '80s band playing at a local casino, <laughs> like. A, like a return tour of some kind that, that nobody really wants to actually go see. But um, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I, I, I might do it, it just I might do it just for the sheer ridiculousness of what it would be. Here, here's what I'm going to say, because we've had a lot of people be very miserable lately. And I will not advocate for anyone who feels that uh, Madden is causing them personal harm to continue to hurt themselves in that way. But we did change the settings two times in the middle of this season. We are currently on however it is. We're going to keep it for the rest of the season and discuss in the offseason. I don't think anyone who is experiencing pain right now is judging fairly in their exit. And I will include you, Brian, in that realistically you played three games of this version and i don't know how many you played i had a bye week so for me it was three Um, i think it was three yeah that's not enough you're feeling the leftover pain of of other weeks and there's new pain to be discovered and i think we have to give it a longer run with these settings before uh, really deciding the harm is is too permanent, uh, and then we'll change them again, and I'll tell you the same thing one more time. But uh, at least for for Todd's sake, I hope you do uh, download the game and give it a go. But you know, get another Pasta Padre level classic between him and Justin Fields, uh, who I'm sure you'll do hurdy hurdy things to. Uh, so I hope you do. I hope you take that five minutes with your gig c- connection and. Uh, are ready to play Chicago next week. May, may the last pick six win. And yeah. what's the worst that could happen in that game? Come on. Well, the, the, no one would score. <laughs> would just, or no offense would score. It would just be pick six yeah. after pick six. <laughs> I'll say, you can definitely <laughs> score on defense. Everyone can. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you probably convinced me. Good. So I played the CPU this week, which seemingly around the league is a death sentence. I had a pretty good game defensively. I think I I had something like six sacks against Zach Wilson. And uh, pretty much I just played underneath the entire game. Like, I hit Y, I hit right stick down every single play. And he would roll out and throw the ball away most of the time. So I think he was like six for 16 or something really stupid because the AI was like, oh, better get rid of this ball. Um, and I was really excited because my favorite player, Jalen Phillips, had two sacks on two consecutive plays 
but he got injured on the second sack and was out for the game. So I was like, oh, this was this was the week where he was going to get defensive player of the week, and now he's out. Uh, so that was disappointing, but you can't really do much about injuries except pray. And uh, I had already known I was going to lose because I had promised the Jets I would throw the game in the fourth quarter. Um, he had an issue earlier in the season where, for some reason, well, I guess the reason is I screwed it up, but for some reason he was supposed to be simmed to win, and he didn't get the win. So I promised to throw our own game uh, as a makeup, which I feel comfortable doing because I have this division pretty locked up right now. Uh, no offense to my division. Very, very noble of you. Yeah. Uh, so fourth quarter comes around and it was actually kind of hard to get them the lead i had to like will myself to play poorer defense that i'm used to <laughs> it's like it's really hard to like tell yourself in the head like okay now be bad usually it just comes naturally of course and um eventually i got i got it so they got the win but it was really hard to throttle back I will say it's like a little devil angel thing on your shoulder, but it's not that simple as just like do the right thing. It's like do the right thing by sabotaging yourself, which is harder in practice. Um, yeah, I, I got know. so I have the 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 games that I that I've played. I think I have the league lowest amount of sacks, which staying true to the to the real Seahawks as yeah, well. Say, Can't seem to Seattle's find any, any pressure. Yeah, uh, it was so that the last game I played, I got mad and it was like first down. And I'm like, fine, I'll just go with um, kick block, and I got a sack. <laughs> Against who was that? Uh, I, who was it? The last uh, Texans. Wow, Billy. I would have thought. Yeah, Billy would uh, have something planned for that, but maybe he was winning by I, so much that I, he didn't care. He was just trying to, I think we, at that point, we were both just trying to be done. We messaged each other, and he's like, do you want to concede? I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's irritating. That's what was frustrating is because Billy is far better than I am at this game. But every time we play, he's blown me out once, but every time we play, we have a close game. It's a close matchup. And this game was that for the most part until the wheels just fell off. And I was just like, yep, there it is. So, yeah. But I got a sack on a on a, <laughs> on a on a pump block formation, so that was good. It seems like this year's game is very much more fragile, if we're going to use a metaphor of a wagon. Of the wheels just fall off far faster than any other wagon we've purchased before. Um, it's like Oregon Trail when you, you break a wagon wheel every... Yeah, which which is funny because I was you know mere weeks ago was saying oh man never give up in this game because no lead is safe you can absolutely come back all the time and uh, we saw the Jaguars blow I think it was a thirty five to three lead at halftime one week uh, yeah that was so impressive actually <laughs> I'm I'm guessing now not having seen that game that there were some pick sixes involved in that comeback. <laughs> That's safe to say, yeah. yeah. Fair, fair guess. Uh, which, actually, we're going to skip over the fourth center news and storylines and come back to it after, but we're going to skip ahead to our main topic tonight, uh, which is why I asked you, Pasta, to come on. And we, want, we had an earlier podcast for Sports Anomaly where the, I'm going to say idea, not suggestion, but the idea came up that Perhaps sometime in the future, we would 
abandon this game for Madden 21 next gen oh. or or Madden 22 Xbox One. Uh, and we all realized that for the most part, we had not had experience with either Madden 21 next gen or Madden 22 Xbox One. So uh, we'll forego the 22 Xbox One discussion because I think that's still true amongst the three of us that there's not been a lot of time spent. But I know you spent a lot of time with 21 next gen. People are asking, like, oh, is it like this last year? I have no answer for that. Um, and I, I would like to hear from you how 22 compares to 21, specifically next-gen only. Well, I think it's, it's kind of difficult to, to make that comparison because uh, of how I played. I mean, it's very different uh, circumstances coming in to this league. And I've learned a lot about Madden 22 from being in the league and having the discourse in the discord um over over everything that's uh you know problematic and there there are a lot of things that i wouldn't have spotted you know like it's uh we knew when when madden 22 came out there were issues with zone coverage right i mean but then you come into the league and you see you see everybody picking it apart uh, it, it's a lot more difficult when it's just like like madden uh 21 i played primarily in in online franchises but with like uh 28 cpu teams and three or four user teams you know so it's a we would sometimes say you know are you noticing this and that but it's very you, you can't extrapolate your one ex your experience and even one other person's experience to everybody but then i came into four string <laughs> Boy, sure you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but I feel you, like you everyone's people, doing that all the time you, you you can have people that confirm what you're seeing uh or dispute it and so that, is, that has been really interesting to me because there, there's a lot of stuff that we've found issues with that I, I wouldn't have seen, you know, because I may play the game a certain way or I may call certain plays. Um, I may have eliminated certain routes uh, just from past experience that work or don't work uh, or, you know, CPU uh, intelligence and things, things like that where you're, you're, you're basing your judgments on, man, that guy blew that. I'm never going to forget that he blew that versus all the 99% of times that, that it works as it should. Um, but here, here's what I'll tell you about uh, Madden 21 into Madden 22 is uh, we were playing our online franchise in Madden 21 right up to the day before 22 released. And then we started playing 22. And my first thought was, if you had put this game in front of me uh, and I had been playing it, but it didn't have the momentum feature at the top. Same thing. Like mm. everything that worked works. Everything that didn't work still didn't work. Um, and so it was I, almost before I joined this, before this league started up, because we started late. Uh, it was like, it was just like a carryover effect where I was feeling pretty bored. Now coming in the league and you get, you get different experiences playing every different person. Uh, so, you know, I didn't review Madden 22 this year. I, I reviewed Madden 21, but not really in depth uh, because it was kind of Madden 21 on the previous gen. It's not a whole lot different to it. Um, so I don't know really the issues you guys had in 21 versus what we have in 22. So it, it's, it's, it's hard for me to compare the two without saying it's not that different from my well, perspective. But I'm playing more 
all these user games and I'm seeing all the feedback from you guys. And it's, uh, it's giving me more knowledge on, on all these issues and, and things that were coming across that, that I didn't have in the past. I'll say all of Brian and myself experience wise played most of our 21 time on Xbox one. Brian, I, I know had next gen, but was getting, uh, left brain, right brain confusion between going back and forth. So you stop playing the next gen, right? Yeah, the, the difference between 21 and 21 next gen was very different um, to the point where I couldn't play next gen and then come back to the league and play just the regular one because the game played so much different. But in my recollection of playing 21 next gen, it felt like all the good things about 22 without the bad things about 22. So now I'm not saying those bad things weren't actually there because again, we didn't go extensively and I didn't play a ton of it because it, it messed me up for the league, but um, it felt like it felt good. I remember, I think that's part of the reason why I was so excited to go to 22 is because I played 21 next gen. And at the beginning it felt really similar before all the glaring issues um came out with it so yeah i would be, be really curious to actually download maybe i'll do that oh. at the same time when i do <laughs> ryan sorry not to put you a fly in the ointment but how many yeah, hours yeah. would you say you you spend on next gen 21 probably 10 okay would you say yeah. in the first 10 hours of 22 we also had a positive opinion of the game <laughs> possibly yeah yeah, yeah. I, uh, i'm trying to think of, it didn't take 10 games to realize that though I don't think. I think it was three or four, maybe. Well, we knew that the zones were an issue from the very beginning, right? And then those got fixed for the most part. And then things started to shift around from there. So, did we know that defensive lines don't get pressure? <laughs> like, like do we, did we know that defensive line, linemen seemed irrelevant, like their ratings uh, seemingly? So I don't know if uh, I had figured that out in my first 10 games, but... Uh... We had that mini tournament too, and I I never came up because I had the Dolphins and the Dolphins' defensive line ratings. I think Manuel Ogba was the top guy with like a eighty-one overall, so it wasn't like I had anyone to wreck shop with anyway. And all all my sacks then and all my sacks now really still uh, come from QB contains and getting lucky that they didn't throw the ball away. Yeah, I had one. I had a. I was shocked. I had a sack in the game today, and it was because it was a contained play where he started to roll out, and then you know he just got caught up on it. Uh, yeah. And so you know it's 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 all these things. Like if I was only playing the the CPU, I would I would not have found an issue. I don't think even with with uh, with uh, pressure on the quarterback because the CPU does hold the ball longer. I mean these are you know it, it's if you're getting the ball out as fast as you should, like in the NFL within like two to two and a half seconds, there will be zero sacks <laughs> in Madden. Like you have to hold it for five yeah. to six seconds and the CPU might do that. Um, I might so, do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that I know I can you, never yeah, throw you... deep <laughs> without getting intercepted. I, I certainly hold the ball going like, Ooh, that guy looks open, but the game doesn't let people stay open. If I throw the ball, that safety is going to outrun him somehow. And, oh, crap, now here comes uh, Jamal Adams in my face. I mean, what was the uh, discussion around Madden 21 for you guys in the league? Because I came, I came into the fourth string, and I, you know, I didn't know what 
Is gonna, was everybody just going to be really happy with everything? Yeah, we just play the game so we have fun. Uh, and I'm like, okay, these guys have been doing this for like a decade plus. It's going to be very clean. Everything's going to be, you know, straightforward. Everybody's having a good time. It's not that, right? <laughs> is that the game? Is that, that normal? Easy. Is that normal or is that differ no. year to year? I would it, say it, it, there are always people who feel hysterically that the game is too trash to continue with. And I would say the difference this year is there's just a a basement level of pain everyone is feeling that like the ceiling and the floor and the floor has been brought up of pain uh, where everyone's at like a four at a minimum. As soon as the game kicks off, you're like, Ugh, am I going to hate myself at the end of this or is there any chance of a good time? And it's. There's a lot gloomier outlook going in to 22 games uh, this year, I feel. You know, I, <laughs> I wonder, like, uh, the enjoyment that people get or don't get from just playing random online games. Are, are we struggling more than just those people that just play Gosh. randomly online? Is it we have the rule sets and, and things in place to try and create the right environment for it, right? Um, to where, you know, okay, if we find an exploit, we can curtail that somewhat. Um, if we find an issue with the game, we can adjust sliders. Uh, all that stuff is, is, is not messed with, with just like random online games where people are either, they go on, they just rage quit or whatever. We might have, maybe we have rage quitters in our midst. I don't know. But uh, you would think we'd be set up for more success uh, and be able to tailor the game more to fit the interests of everybody. and. Uh, make it a, a just more enjoyable experience for everyone. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's the people who are winning have fun, the people who are losing are, are having a worse time than ever before, or if it's because of the way it's happening, like with the interceptions and with the, you know, do my ratings for these players even matter? Uh, I don't know, what's, what's the latest, you know, X factors? What, you know, what's the latest big topic in, in the league? I don't know, but... Um, it's just it's it's interesting to me that uh, we can continue to make adjustments, but really there is the game is what it is, and uh, there, there's not really any getting around ninety five percent of what's going to happen in a given game. Uh, right. and now we can we can You're tinker just... with it and everything, but ultimately the game is the game, and that's what we're stuck with. Right, and I agree with yeah, that. I think. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, I was going to say, I think in the past, like, like Jeff said, there, there's always been complaints about the game because that's just the nature of how things are, right? But I don't think I've ever experienced in my time in this league this much. Like, there seems to be a lot. And now, I, Todd mentioned this earlier, too, and could it just be a culmination of everyone's just life in general, like how screwed up the entire world has been the last two years over every, all this. And, and is that just, is this just feeding on top of that to where the, the baseline of people's frustrations and impatience and all that other stuff is just compounded by our entire lives for the last two years. I mean, I think it's, it's an entire, it's definitely a possibility to where people just don't have the patience for anything that doesn't go just the way they want them to they want it to right now and possibly myself included um but yeah i don't ever recall the league being this crazy i guess for lack of a better term of yeah yeah 
Yeah, the game is the game. I agree with that to a certain extent. I think the difference I found this year is that it's the AI more than like, oh, this animation is annoying. Oh, this route doesn't work. But this year it's more like, oh, on zone coverage, this player won't move. Or, oh, my wide receiver can't outrun anyone because they're body blocked everywhere they go, even though they're 99 speed Tyreek Hill. It's things that are not necessarily something we can slide or adjust. Not that we normally do. We usually play defaults. Uh, but it seems like stuff that's hard baked in to every aspect of the game. You're know, like, oh, blocking doesn't work well. That's because the AI is not working. Tackling's not working well. Oh, that's because the AI is not working. It, it feels like there's something coded in there that is not clicking correctly. Well, let me let me tell you my theory on that. Okay. Uh, Madden is built for ultimate team, where people will have teams where every single player on the field is you know 95 plus, and they've all got these special abilities. And when you build the game for that, and then you end up in a, a league playing with regular rosters and stuff where you might have a starting offensive lineman that's 70, you might have a starting defensive lineman that's 76, you might have a starting corner that's 77. All those intelligence issues really come out because the game is not designed <laughs> anymore. It used to be. I don't think it is anymore. They'll say they balance the game for regular you know, for regular rosters and for franchise mode and stuff. But really, where, what they care about is what's the game going to play like when every guy on the field is 95-plus and has these special abilities? Uh, and, and when we put that, when we broadcast that on ESPN, what's that going to look like? That's what they care about. Um, they're, not, they're not tailoring the game to the, the people they used to uh, anymore, the, the franchise, the core players. It just... Uh, that's just, you know, my little rant there. But I think that's what it stems from, really, is that it's, they're not worried about um, how, these, how the AI works in, in games where people are playing uh, Jets versus Dolphins. It's just that, that's not their concern. Well, that sucks. Uh, to add to the uh, pandemic talk, I was phrasing this correctly. The league had taken a break, and I was not involved. When it, and when it came back, I was invited. Um, I think that was before the pandemic started. And then once yeah. the pandemic began, the league became something to do far more than before that. I'm trying to say how... I, I'm not good with words out of my mouth sometimes. Um, what I'm trying to say is the culmination of it is like, oh, this is escapism and it should be fun, and maybe things elsewhere in life are not going the way you want because of the pandemic. My point of view is this thing has become so much more important to me because of the pandemic that if everything else in the world was going well, I probably wouldn't care as much uh, about this little corner of the world. Someone has yeah, to that, speak that's, in the podcast. No, yeah, that's what that's exactly what I was getting at too. And I and I didn't say that very well either. But yeah, like like everything is shit in the world, right? This is my escape. I need this to be good in order for me to not hate one hundred out of one hundred things in my life. I only need to 
I hate 99 of them. And this needs to be that one thing that I can come to and rely on with this group of people and have a good time and, and, and escape for 60 minutes. Um, and it, it's instead it's, it's somebody's just been kicking you in the face with a golf shoe instead of having fun with it. Uh, you know, um, and I think, I, you know, going back to, to my previous point, uh, the game's not designed for you to have fun for 60 minutes. You're supposed to grind for a hundred hours in ultimate team to have fun. All right. That's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. If you want to have fun, grind, grind, not uh, franchise mode. I won't do that. You're right. Yeah, and yeah. that's, that's, you know, I'm yeah. looking, there was, uh, in November, there was a, a stretch of time where the Seahawks kept losing, the Kraken kept losing, and I kept losing in the game. And I was pretty much just like going to sleep early. I didn't want to <laughs> just go to sleep. I'm just going to spend more time in bed and just like turn and just watch more Netflix. This is about um, like a mental because, health podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just like, I was just, this is the world is against me right now. I can't even enjoy Madden right now. I can't enjoy sports. And so, um, yeah, you know, I get, I get what you guys are saying in that. And, uh, it, it'd be nice if we could turn on the game for, you know, and play one game against someone and just have a good time. And like when I, in, you know, when I play a sports game and I have fun, even if I lose, that's my favorite sports game, right? If I can have fun mm -hmm. when losing, that is my favorite sports game of the year. It's usually what would win like my sports game of the year award. Um, but if you, if you're not having fun, even if you win, like, like we see with a lot of people in the league, that, that brings up, you know, that's alarming. Yeah. Yeah. Where we're at now. I, I, I share that feeling too, but I think some of the best games of this game have been on these new settings. So I'm a little bit hopeful. There's certain things that are just as broken as before. The, the deep interceptions are upsetting. And I guess if there was one thing I had to point at, it would be like the impossibility of, of throwing deep routes. Because uh, before, you know, the zones were broken. And now it's like if anything has even a little bit of air on it, everyone swarms to it in this honeybee fashion. Yeah. Um, there's lots of other little nitpicks, of, of course, as well. Uh, but well, I can final... tell you that, that. Go ahead, Brian. Well, I'm going to wrap this I, up. I was just going to, I was just, yeah, I was just going to say if, when I played Todd, which apparently that's been determined that's going to happen. <laughs> like I'm, I, I'm going to put DK Metcalf. Right. I'm going to put DK Metcalf in the slot because he's completely useless on the outside doing what he's supposed to do, which is get open deep and make big plays. You can't do it. So I'll just, fine. I'll put him in the slot then and see what he does there. And I've watched Seahawks games. That's usually Tyler Lockett anyway. Sometimes. Yeah. But I was excited to be to think to myself, okay, DK on the outside, Tyler Lockett on the outside on the other side, and D. Eskridge, the rookie, in the slot to just to see what to see what we could do with that. And yeah. So anyway, but we'll so we'll, yeah, we'll see what DK can do in the slot. Yeah, if you want a difference between Madden twenty one and twenty two, that's right there. You bring up let's say DK Metcalf. I played with the Seahawks in the, in the franchise I was talking about. And basically, if he was in one on one coverage, I would watch. If he beat the press, that ball was going up deep. Uh, and yeah. typically he would pull it down probably greater than 50 50 it wasn't getting intercepted it, you know like the the issues is with deep next balls gen it, possibly yeah yeah oh okay. yeah yeah um, well, you said there was, was no changes that seems like a huge change 
Well, yeah, but I mean, what am I supposed to do? Break down every little thing? I can't remember everything. <laughs> I can't remember what, everything. One thing. One thing. <laughs> so DK Metcalf was a beast for me, but by week, by year two or three, he was a ninety-nine because I was just pulling down. Uh, or you throw a slant and he breaks a tackle and he's gone. I mean, we don't really see much of that either. Um, and so, yeah, that's the biggest difference is is not just that uh, you're not going to pull down a 50-50 ball, but that it's 95% can be intercepted instead of incomplete. Like, it's one thing if it's incomplete. Yeah. Look, if 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 I want to talk about my biggest gripes with Madden over the years is that the ball does not hit the ground enough on passes, right? You might have an inaccurate pass here or there, but otherwise the ball's either hitting your receiver in the hands or the DB in the hands, right? You're not seeing many just deflected balls uh, or ones that just miss the receiver or whatever. That this is why we have so many interceptions because it's going, it's either going to be in the receiver's hands or the DB's hands or the linebacker's hands. And so, you know, that's why you'd look in a game like last year and, and, and I'd look and I'd see Metcalf in one-on-one and I'd throw it up to him because it wasn't that risky. He's DK Metcalf. If he's not going to catch it, he can make sure the DB doesn't catch it. You can't do that. Your, your, your receiver doesn't do anything this year. Uh, well, I, I was going to summarize by bringing us back to your initial statement, which is that 21 and 22 were nearly identical, but you just undid that whole thought process and we've been talking for 20 minutes about pandemic feelings when the topic was how does 21 compare to 22 and you didn't bring up this thing until the very end i missed the question no uh it it, you know but also i have to say i don't know if that would be the case would me playing like that with dk metcalf would that have worked in a league with 32 users instead of against the cpu i don't know if that would have been the same thing uh where i I say there's only one only one way to like, find this out. Yeah, yeah, I know. After we're done here, we're going to play 21, three of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like, you, yeah, you know, experiment, sure. Um, it, it, it's, you know, I, going against the CPU, a very different thing. Uh, and, and then yeah. we'd play, in a, you know, I'd play one or two user games per season. Usually it'd be like uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, you know, like in the last Super Bowl, again, I talk about how I play Rich all the time. I beat Rich uh, in the last Super Bowl we played, and uh, that came down to the wire, came down to me stopping him at the goal line, similar to this last game, where if I had just stopped him, he ran in with Jalen Hurts. In that game, I hit him uh, short of the goal line when he was running with Jalen Hurts. So, you know, we play all these games, and it comes down. It doesn't matter if it's men 21 or 22. It, <laughs> it comes down to the wire. Uh, and, and so, you know, I... I you know, it, there's so many little things you could say are different, but again, it's hard for me to say, well, this is different about the game when I don't, that's just my experience. You, you know, that's why, that's why the game releases the way it does is because you can have a QA team of 20 people. It's, it, it's they're not going to find everything. They're not, they're not looking for the same things that we are. No, they're looking for mutt problems. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. They're looking for, and when you talk about QA, they're looking for game-breaking stuff. They're not looking for, oh, slants are completed at too high a percentage. That's not QA's job, right? That's going to be, that's on the gameplay team. That's on the community feedback. Um, or, you know, there are too many interceptions. The people playing the game throw, you know, throw a million interceptions, and they're just testing the game. Um, so they're not, you know, when you release it and you find, you know, a million people playing the game, and then you start to find the trends, you can find the trends in our league with 32 people also if you're playing a certain way, but they're not. So 
it, it just it's it's interesting to find see what we're we're going through right now because it's very different than the way I've played the game over the years and the way I've evaluated the game over the years. Well, I I guess we really didn't get anywhere then with the. Uh... You thought question. we were gonna solve it, or? <laughs> well, I don't know about solve it, but I thought you might have some something a little more than I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll I, have to. In all to seriousness, do some though. Experiments. Yeah, in all seriousness, though, like I don't know why I never I never thought about it before this, but I would I would genuinely be curious to to try Madden Twenty One Next Gen, and and just just to see. How it, just to pass the ball around, you know, just to go throw the Isn't ball. But I, I feel about? like, yeah, I know. I, like, I, I want to go do it. I, um, start the download. Okay, I'll do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start yeah. mine right now. <laughs> yeah, it's. And again, yeah. I, did, I, I probably played ten games of next gen before I was like, this is messing up my, my current gen, playing style. But well, look. It, yeah, going the the leap from uh twenty one from the the past to the next gen, um, you know, I they gave the game away for free to people that <laughs> had the past one, so <laughs> it wasn't like the game was dramatically different. But yeah, you'll find subtle things. Find subtle things. Yeah. Um, the, my biggest complaint with twenty one old gen was like things like uh, you couldn't get it over the linebacker over the middle, right? You you'd throw thirty yards down the field, but the guy ten yards down in the in middle linebacker position would pick it off and then the other thing was um like the first initial move by the running back in the backfield if you if you hit the 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 direction on the stick just slightly off he would do some hop skip jump animation that would go backwards and you'd never hit the hole and you'd lose yards and you could you could get around that if you were focused on every single running play to make sure not to do that but um when i played 21 next gen i feel like those two things went away. Um, so that's one thing I was really excited about for for 21 next gen. And what I assumed would be similar for 22, not introducing a bunch of other a bunch of other issues as well. Uh, so here's a confusing a couple of comments. I'll start with the bottom one, which is confusing me because it comes from fourth SL. That was uh, me. That was me. Oh, that was you. OK, I'm like, yeah, who? Yeah. There's only three people with that login that I know of, and two of them are here. <laughs> um, yeah. Righto. So I guess you're conversing with Adrian, so we can skip over that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Scott yeah. Bins, who's the Giants this year, says that he felt uh, a lot of the animosity brewing in Madden 25 on 360, and he says it was because of the way the community was getting way competitive at the time. But he didn't think that we all hated the game this much. Um, I was not around for that, but I will say, I do think I agree with that, that in general, in our email days, we were more fiercely competitive and also just meaner to each other. Uh, maybe that's comes yeah. age and maturity that we're, or maybe not. Cause I still snap at people in the discord. Fucking tell me to lob it, go to hell. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we used to be really nasty back when we had to oh. email for our discourse, I feel, having gone back to read yeah. some of those now. Suzak and I went rounds a couple times on different things, and yeah, it was not yeah, always Su the prettiest thing. Suzak was <laughs> not always the kindest, but uh, now, yeah. now he's a father of three, I think. Holy cow. 
just straw man argument. He's not around to defend himself. Um, yes. So, okay, let's go to our regularly scheduled programming now that we've solved nothing. Lob it, idiot. Yeah, that comes I from saw. the comments. I saw. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. So here's You're our welcome. news and storylines from around the league. Uh, we're going to do a, a playoff breakdown to start. We're going to talk about our favorite broken things in the league. Uh, we're going to look at who's in, who's out, and who we think will be in when all is said and done. And lastly, if there's time, we're going to talk about uh, some rule proposals that were brought up this week, as we always like to uh, dig into those. But I will start with the current, current playoff picture, um, which right now... The Cardinals and Lions are playing at this moment. I do not see it mattering as the Lions are a one-win team, 1-12. One uh, yeah. Although playing their gosh darn hearts out, the Cardinals have the league's best record at 11-2. and two. So it would be a pretty big surprise to see the Lions pull this out. Not saying it's impossible, but it would be surprising. Uh, the, AFC, the NFC West, I think we can put a lock on the Cardinals there as the next best team would be seven and six. And I think there are four games left, so they would have to lose every game and for either the 49ers or Rams to win every game for them to even tie. So that may already be clinched, actually. There may be a computer graphic somewhere that's already clinched. Um, are you saying are you saying I'm out of it? I'm, I'm out of the West race. Is that what you're saying? You're out of the game, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take over the Bengals? Uh, so you might have a chance. That's tempting, um, actually. Do we just, we're gonna go division by division, and this is starting to feel tedious. And we're only through one. What do you guys think? Do you feel it? Do you feel this? Do you like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, okay. I I like it because there's a there's a whole lot of teams right in the middle. All right, we'll There's keep a lot going of in. them right in the middle. Um, in the NFC South, the Bucks are eleven and three. They're in first place, but that division is super tight. They play the Panthers next week. The Panthers are ten and four. Um, so that's still a one-win division. Uh, not to mention the Falcons, who are still hanging in at eight and five. They had a owner drop out and were replaced, so that's a whole organization in disarray. <laughs> And uh, so I like the chances for the Panthers and the Bucks. I'll say that they're both definitely getting in. Uh, Falcons less sure just because of the ownership change. Adrian bought an Xbox just to play in the league. He's therefore played two games, possibly only one. I do not remember uh, of Madden. So he's got some catching up to do when it comes to, even though he's a very good player historically, uh, the Falcons have some catching up to do as far as learning the quirks of this game that we have all been suffering through for many, many weeks in comparison. Uh, the NFC North is super tight in a surprise, but I think mostly the Packers have been affected by poor internet versus poor play as they are 8-6. and six. The Vikings are 7-7 seven and seven right behind them. The Bears and Lions are nowhere close. So that is a two-horse race for sure. Although I am watching this Lion-Cardinals game. The Lions' first drive is now at the five-yard line. Nice. Never say never. Breaking <laughs> news. This is also where pick sixes uh, tend to occur a lot uh, <laughs> when I'm watching these games. 
in the east, perhaps Pasta would like to walk us through some of the scenarios. I know that the yeah. Cowboys and the Giants are not contending. Yeah, you know, in the NFC, it's really interesting at the uh, the seventh seed because right now, going into this week, there were four teams. Yet. We're not talking wild cards. Yeah, yet. I know, I know, but the and Eagles or, or myself would factor <laughs> in there. Um, I'm not going to win, uh, make a wild card. The Eagles could potentially, um, but yeah, we're within one that? game. Uh, because if if the Eagles beat me, uh, I he's going to have then I'm I'm going to have to get eight eight losses and I'm, nine and eight's not going to get you in. Uh, if I beat him, that could potentially be his only other loss. He'd finish ten and seven, but I have the tiebreaker on him because I have a better division record. So, uh, so he factors in. Eagles factor into the wild card. I'm going to win the division, or I'm going to be out. I'm going to make the playoffs. Uh, so it's going to come down to that last game between us here in two weeks. Uh, but we all, it's all division games at the end. So he takes on the Giants uh, in the next game. I take on the Cowboys. And then uh, it's it's the re- reverse of that in the final week. So uh, it really is looking just at that uh, Washington versus uh, Philadelphia game in two weeks that's probably going to determine the division. As as an update to the Lions game, they did throw an interception in the end zone. So. <laughs> that's unfortunate. I don't know that. I don't know that I would say that nine and eight wouldn't wouldn't get you in. There there is so right Agreed. now as the current standings go. You got the seven, the eight, the nine, and the ten seed are, are all seven win teams. Yeah, so it's it's, it's but, possible. I mean, yeah, you know, I I don't I don't, but yeah, I but there's add, only one one. There's just one spot though. There is a tendency right. in this league to think everyone is playing better than you, and uh, that certain records are already eliminated far from the end of the season, and that's just not true. And a specific example is last week. I mean, for weeks, the Saints owner, John, he was like, okay, I'm out. Forget it. Nothing good is ever happening for me. He was five and seven. Well, six and six was a wild card spot. And he had no connotation. He had no awareness of like how close he even was as an in the hunt team. Um, And I think that's part of it is you forget that like a, a one game over 500 record can get you a wild card spot. If you're not paying attention to the standings, you don't see that the, you know, the Vikings lost two straight and are back down to earth and holding on for dear life to a seventh seed. You just, it doesn't, oh no, that's bad lag. Oh man. Poor lions. Uh, okay. Let's, let's talk about the wild card spots there. Cause we have the Panthers, Falcons and Vikings holding the three spots right now. But then, like you said, the uh, 49ers and Rams and the Warrens all have seven wins. Uh, and I think we'll draw the line there because even though I was just hyping up the Saints, I don't think they will uh, come back to reach seven wins uh, when, or enough wins to surpass any of those seven-win teams is what I mean to say. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so choke jobs happen, our... as Julian says. In season four of Madden 21, he lost three of his last four games to miss the playoffs in a tiebreaker. Oof. Yeah, if you are nine and eight and make the playoffs, you're going to have to have the NFC tiebreaker, C record tiebreaker over everybody else. Yeah. Um, that's going to be the key there. Even at 10 and seven, if there's multiple 10 and sevens, it's possible mm-hmm. you need the NFC tiebreaker. 
Okay, so here let's combine these two sections. I had two topics here, but we'll combine them. Looking at the NFC, we'll move to the AFC after, but looking at the NFC, who's in, who's out for the wild card? Brian. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the uh, Possibly whoever Brian. doesn't win the yeah. Oh, wrong Brian. Oh, me though. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, there it's uh, <laughs> well, whoever doesn't doesn't win the the uh, the South is going to get one spot. Now, the the fact what I did not factor in as I thought about this more just now is is the possibility with a new owner of the Falcons dropping out and that opening up two spots potentially that are open. Um, it was you know last time I looked they were what eight and four. It was harder to see that happening, but now with the new owner, we don't we don't really I know. They're eight what and they're six. Now. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. So. So it's possible, yeah. So that's no, but that's bringing eight, in five teams. Five, so they haven't played yet. I got that wrong. Yes. Okay. So there, potentially there's five teams for two spots instead of four for one, uh, which which can make things a little mix it up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, uh, that that uh, the South loser is going to have the the number five seed and uh, probably face face either uh, me or the Eagles as the number four. <laughs> I realize Already now, as ahead. this is a video podcast, it would have been helpful to put like an image on the screen of uh, some of what we're looking at. <laughs> so I'm going to load that yeah. up. But um, I will also add, because you... this is an audio podcast as well, that we should be descriptive when we're talking in uh, yeah. these, these scenarios. So I will say that I believe uh, that the Falcons will drop out, and that's not a judgment on Adrian, because I think he's a very good player when it comes to strategy and stick skills, but I think he's at a very large disadvantage in having not been playing this season. And I think the 49ers who have been here will overcome his inherent strengths. Uh, and I, I definitely see the Rams or 49ers or both uh, taking over the Vikings and the Falcons spot. I believe in those teams far more than I do the well, Vikings. How about Falcons. this? How about this? Week 18, final week of the season, it's Rams versus 49ers. Winner of that probably gets in. Loser probably doesn't. Eh, I don't, I don't like looking at the schedule. I'm saying they're both in. <laughs> I don't like math. We don't, we don't need facts. Facts yeah. are no good. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Uh, so my final prediction is Panthers take the fifth seed, followed by the Rams and the 49ers. And I believe you will win the East, and Rich will... DM me saying that I ruined his life because I changed the rules for four weeks and those are all the games he lost. Um, have we, we haven't heard him complain since. He only complained no, when no, we, we have not away. heard since. Yeah, yeah. But he was well, very that's because he ran, for, he ran for like 180 yards against me. Mm -hmm. now, if yeah. I can find a way to slow that down. And I think for those three weeks where we had custom sliders, he was running for 40 yards a game and yeah. he was saying I but ruined he had off, My everything. argument was he had injured offensive linemen. Come on. Yeah, there was no yeah. Lane Johnson. Rich, Rich isn't much of a complainer, though. I think he, he spoke his piece, and that was it. I think that he's not, yeah. not going to beat a dead horse like the rest of us. He doesn't <laughs> care like about winning, so but he was very excited that he finally was winning. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the Vikings. Okay. As my, as my last wild card spot. Yeah, I, I I don't know I don't got, know that three, I have a good. There's three wild card spots. You can't just say one. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I forgot they changed it all around. All right, so again, the 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 non-winner of the AFC South is the obvious one there. I'll take the Vikings, and 
who's going to win that last game between 49ers and Rams? That's the answer there for you. Yeah. I say the Rams. If it, if it is a binary choice, I think the Rams win that contest. It's hard. But I feel like I feel you know like what the, tiebreaker says it's division wins, right? Because the 49ers have three division wins and the Rams only one. Yeah. I've, Unless did they sweep? Did they sweep? Who? I don't know. This is why I don't like doing this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very visual we, question, and we're an audio. We just get to make it up, though. We just get to make it up. Um, the 49ers have been, this is only his first year, but he's been really Jekyll and Hyde, um, which like shows in his record, right? He's seven and six, almost 500. So, like, like my heart says, ciao, I, I want him to win. Um, but just because I don't know the 49ers person very well, he's in my division and he beat me twice, so I don't like him anymore. <laughs> But uh, yeah, okay. So I'll go, I'll go Vikings, Forty ers and then the A or the NFC East is is gonna. I I think you're right, Pasta. I think it's gonna come down to that last game between you and Rich. You yeah. pick someone. Eagles can. We just made. We just went through this, and yes, the Eagles. I don't think I can make it as a wild card. I think that the Eagles can. So if the if you're looking at schedules, Eagles. They face the cow, uh, the the Giants next. Now they lost the last time to the Giants, which is why I have the tiebreaker over him. So, but if he wins that and loses to me, and then beats the Cowboys to finish out the season, he'd be ten and seven. Uh, so I think the Eagles could slot in there uh, along with okay, the. I'll go. The yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Loser the AFC or the NFC South. I'll go. Vikings still, and then I'm going to say that. That Rich loses the division, Pasta wins the division. Rich loses the, the division, but but steals that last wild card spot. Yeah. And then I think wouldn't that make? No, I guess you guys wouldn't. You guys wouldn't face off. No, again. no, no. I'd, I'd be yeah. facing the no. NFC South most likely. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that scenario. That's, and, that's what I'm, after after twenty five minutes. That's yeah, that's <laughs> and that was only half the co- the league. <laughs> All right. Um, the, right, the, we'll AFC the AFC is a little more settled. Do the AFC, AFC next. is a little more. An update from Detroit, yeah. though. It is now a 7-7 tie in the second quarter. Oh. Uh, and Detroit oh. is running a two-quarterback system a la Friday Night Lights Season 3, which is interesting. Um, nice. Good season, by the way. So let's talk about the AFC. We've got the Browns at 11-3, the Ravens at 11-3, and, and losing a tiebreaker with the Browns because they lost both of their games to the Browns. Um, the Colts are 10 and 4. The Dolphins are 9 and 5. The Broncos are 10 and 4. And so your division winners right now are the Browns, the Colts, the Dolphins and the Broncos. And then in the wild card, it is the Ravens, Texans and Chiefs holding on to those spots. The Ravens are probably a lock since they are tied for the league's best record at 11 and 3. Uh the Texans lost today, which would make them Oh, this picture is small. 9 and um, 9 and 6 then. 9 and 6 nine probably. 9 and 6 or 9 and 5. I think it's 9 and 5. They're 9 and 5 and da- they're 9 and 5 in daddy leagues and I don't think it's updated. No, it I is. I think updated. it has because there should be three games yeah, left. Yeah, it, so it they is played updated. 14. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they're not. So let's, talk, let's talk about who's not in currently, actually, because Ravens, Texans, and Chiefs are the in right now, and I think the not in is much more interesting because uh, let's start with the Texans actually, because I think the Ravens are not getting caught up to. Um, 
Texans are nine and five. The first team not in is eight. It's nine and five actually. So they're tied, which you know it's maybe Steelers. we'll yeah maybe mm-hmm. we'll get an update actually and we'll find out they've taken the spot and we don't even know. But it would be very interesting if the Texans miss the playoffs because. Billy, as we've said, is consistently one of the better players in the league, but he took one of the worst rosters and immediately got rid of Deshaun Watson because he's a sexual assault person, allegedly. And not <laughs> I say allegedly like Deshaun Watson's going to be listening and uh, send his lawyers. Lawyers, man. Yeah. Lawyers. <laughs> um, so that could potentially be interesting. He was probably looking like the division winner a minute ago, and now a surprise loss to the Jaguars, and y- you have what may be a good team that doesn't make the playoffs necessarily, uh, which is, Mm -hmm. I think, very interesting, potentially. So with the Texans, okay, I'm going to jump to their schedule again here. Mm -hmm. Uh, They face the 2-12 and Chargers. They face the 49ers, who we we just spoke about, and then they face the 3-11 and Titans. So their schedule shapes up pretty well here, I think. especially if you compare it to Pittsburgh, who faces the Chiefs, the Browns, and the Ravens, three uh, playoff teams, so or potentially playoff teams, it looks like. So that's a tough, tough finish out. So I would I'd look at the Texans having an advantage there for that uh, final spot. Yeah, I would have to go Texans in that. That's, that's a rough schedule for Pittsburgh to finish with. Schedules are hard, as we have discussed. And what's interesting, actually, is everyone in the chat is yelling to go to Daddy Leagues. I didn't know Daddy Leagues had any playoff tracking options, because uh, I've never found it. Apparently, it's just the home screen, and you, and you go down somewhere. Um, oh, let me look. But what's interesting is that the AFC this week is entirely played, as far as contenders are. So here is an updated picture that's actually very accurate. The Steelers are the eighth still. Uh, they are not. They have not taken over the seventh. Okay, that picture is not. Yep, can't, on the bubble. I can't yep. copy paste. Apparently, this sucks. Ugh, who sent me here? I hate it. What was I doing? Oh, showing this picture. That's right. Okay. Holy cow! I haven't looked at the chat. Good gracious. Good gravy. Um. Okay, so these are the bubble teams. We've got the Jaguars at 7-7, seven and seven, the Bengals at 7-7, seven and seven, although now ownerless makes them a, maybe a, less of a long shot and more likely, actually, to make the playoffs the way everyone's been playing against the CPU. Um, and the Pittsburgh Steelers at 9-5, and five, you have to count them as the favorite, except, as you just said, the schedule for them is quite brutal remaining. So let's get to predictions. I think... The Jaguars take that seventh seed from the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Julian's a choke artist. He's shown it time and time again. Likes to talk a big game and then play down to his competition. And I think the Jaguars are on the upswing. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is finding his feet. He had a big last-second win today. And it's very exciting. Everyone's very jazzed in Jacksonville. Uh, I think there are good things coming there. And that includes a playoff spot, I bet. It's a podcast, guys. Sorry. I'm going to talk. <laughs> I, jumped out of, I jumped out of the screen that I was looking at there before. Okay, hold on. Let me go to conference AFC. Okay, close the, close the ad. There we go. Um, yeah, I was, I was actually going to take, take Jacksonville as one of those spots, too. I feel like they're, they've been playing pretty well. Um, man, the, the Steelers, like they're in, they're in the best position 
to get the wild card. But that those last three games are that's rough. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Jacksonville. He, I'm, I think Houston. Okay, Texas. And yeah, yeah. What are we holding on for? No, <laughs> I'm saying the Texans hold on to their spot, not hold right. on dialogue. Don't say things. <laughs> I thought you said, okay, Texans, hold on. <laughs> for what? No. I, think, um, I think the division winners are what they appear to be. Um, yeah. I think Baltimore holds on because two of their three losses are to a team they will not have to play again. And uh, yeah, I think the Texans and the Jaguars take those other two spots. That is my prediction. Yeah. Now, if if the Steelers can get one of those wins, I feel like Pittsburgh really only needs one out of three to probably get it. Okay, in. and you and they play the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, I, I, I think so. Pittsburgh it's... gets in when they beat the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hold on. Now we got to look for go back to the That's chat it. and look for the. Look That's a, the yeah, the Chiefs, the Chiefs play the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Broncos. That's a tough, that's a tough three also. Oh, so that sets up some well, interesting the, tiebreakers because if the Broncos lose to the Steelers and they beat the Chiefs, what happens to the West? I don't know the answers to these questions. Also, I think well, visually the Bengals, it's getting hard to listen to, so I, I do think we should wrap this up. The Bengals will just be will be a CPU game too, so that's something to consider at this point. Right, and as I said a minute ago, does that make it harder or easier? Uh, is a good question. Good question. The Bengals are averaging <laughs> nine interceptions a game if you count their last one. Uh, the Broncos got to quote unquote enjoy the fruits of the meltdown in Cincinnati that occurred, in, which ended with our beloved baby seat owner uh, leaving the league. But the CPU won't do that. The CPU will actually tackle you on pick returns. So we'll have to see what yeah. happens. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say that the Steelers do get the last spot um, if for no other reason that it keeps the top five quarterback conversation alive for one more <laughs> week. Um, I would also like to know your feelings, as this will be the next topic soon anyway, your feelings on lowering the CPU difficulty, specifically the CPU CPU, not like our game because i think our cpu needs to come down a few notches in the sliders but i don't know how it affects everything else i just know that people shouldn't really be regularly losing to the cpu as uh much as we seem to be in my opinion uh but i will use that as a transition to the next topic uh which is going to be the rules discussion i will come back to our favorite broken things uh, so we have two discussions going on right now for rules, and we will we will talk about them independently and try not to mix and match. But the two things being brought up is the banning of a play, specifically the Philly special, and the next proposal after that is the what I'm calling the X factor reduction, uh, which is to say that we would eliminate the X factor total to zero, which would not eliminate X factors, but at the end of every season would drop any X-Factor players down to Superstar. Uh, so let's talk with, start with the Philly special, though. As Brian, you are a former commissioner. I am the current commissioner. And Pasta has 
run a very successful website for many years. Um, <laughs> we have banned plays before. We've also discussed banning plays before and then not banned them. Uh, I'm wondering what the Philly special looks like to you, Brian, specifically, as the last time one of these discussions came up about banning a play, I was leading the charge, which I am not this time, and you were the commissioner at the time, and ultimately the play was left in uh, even after that really funny picture I made of my entire team in practice mode and man coverage on the same guy and none of them covering him. Right. Um, I think it it's... So I hate the argument of just run this kind of defense um, because it doesn't you, tell you Philly special in the play calling screen. You would have <laughs> so, to know. Right. So um, I, I don't like that argument. Um, and I think you brought up a good point in one of the channels earlier, most probably the rules one, about, okay, so when, when you come out of the formation and you see that formation, you're like, okay, this is the formation. Can you get to a coverage that allows you to make a play on it? Um, and then I think the biggest factor was, right, once, because there's, there's more than one play that looks similar to that formation at least, once that quarterback goes in motion, can you still get out of your defense? Because that's the, that's the key, right? That's the, the trigger that says this is the play that's happening. Can you still get out of your, um, can you still get out of your, your current set and audible into something that works better? It can tells you, you Philly special. Out? Can you call a timeout? Yeah. It's another yeah, I suppose you. Oh, in motion? Yeah. Can, can yeah, a defense that's... call a timeout if you see them start to set up for a Philly special? Or ask, or past a certain point, are you stuck? And yeah, and that, I know you so can't be... audible once they start moving. It won't let you change your play. Okay. Someone said that specifically. Okay. So once you see the quarterback move away, you can go, "Oh, he's running this play," but you can't do anything to change it. And that's part of the argument that holds the most water with me. Right. It says pistol Philly. Okay, so that's what the chat says. It says pistol Philly in the place calling screen. But you but can also run the, up the middle and run other plays, right? I don't know the formation. Is right. there other stuff in there? Isn't, isn't, isn't there three plays out of that formation? I mean, I'm going to load it up right now. You guys keep talking. Okay. Um, so, that, for, yeah, for me, that's my big determining factor is, is there a reasonable way for you to be able to play um, defense on that? If there's not, then I say that then it's kind of a broken... Set. If there is a way that's a reasonable way, like not play this kind of defense, but like once the guy goes in motion, right? Because so, yeah, so there's a, a fake pitch and a real pitch. Um, once the guy goes in motion, which, which gives away the play, um, is there a way to defend that? If there's a way to defend it, then I say the play stays. If there's, if there's no way to defend that and, and make that adjustment, then it seems in that sense that it would be a little broken to me. Pasta? Yeah, you know, like we talk about, if you talk about banning a play, right, it's a, it, like in my mind that should be, every play should have some inherent risk, right? If you run a Philly special and it's guaranteed to be a touchdown or you run a Philly special and there's nothing the defense can do about it, that's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like there are there are some plays that I have to stop myself from running because I'm it feels too easy almost. 
certain in in certain situations and so like me if it was me i wouldn't run it just because i don't I, I, then i don't feel like i earned anything right mm-hmm. <laughs> but but for some people they they you know they they don't have that hold, hold them back they just want to get the touchdown and and look and i'm not judging them for that either uh so if, if you know it, it really depends on what uh what the defense can do about it and if there's if it's unfair in a certain way yeah if it's unfair because you can't you can't adjust your defense or you can't even call a timeout once you once you spot it that's a problem i think so uh but banning a play is pretty severe for that reason but look they do it in competitive environments they ban play i I think ea might have even banned a play or banned um run commit or something this year uh right now there's something that you cannot do yeah, there's there's some kind of run commit glitch. I don't even know what it is because I just don't give a crap anymore about any of this stuff. <laughs> there's a there I, I see talk of a run commit glitch. I'm not sure what that means. I think you can run commit and you you're not really sacrificing your pass defense or something. You do. Uh, or it, it's causing guys to get blown up. I don't know what it is, but like if they if they ban stuff in competitive environments, um Rather than fix it, or until they fix it, I can understand why you want to do that in a league too. Yeah, it's like it's like quarterback sneak a couple of years ago, right? It, there was a period of time where a quarterback sneak was a guaranteed four yards, and like I think I think we banned that at that point as well. Um, but yeah, if there, I agree though. If there's a way to to defend it and that's reasonable, um, then I say that that it's fine. Then we keep it. So I'm loading up practice right now, but I looked in the playbook and it is just two plays. They both appear to be different kinds of, of passes, uh, which I'm going to try out in practice. But while I'm doing that, Brian, why don't you uh, take some notes from the chat? Don't ban my play. <laughs> that's, that's quality stuff right there. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. It says it does tell you in the play call. Uh, absolutely so. So there's lots of comments that saying it does tell you. Um, there's only two plays out of it. Yep, fake pitcher real, and then the, you can user it as well. So that is a potential a potential solution for it. Wait, let me another question. Uh, would anyone run this play? Would anyone run a Philly special anywhere that isn't at the goal line? Would anyone do it at you know at the 50 yard line on a fourth and one? Would anybody run it? Is the play that overpowered? that you can run it anywhere or is it only successful uh at the end zone i guess it's probably most successful at the end zone because you don't have to tackle like or your quarterback doesn't have to get tackled maybe he fumbles immediately mm-hmm. if he's ever uh touched yeah. all right we got i'm running the fake now i'm gonna see i don't actually know how this play works all right Hertz is walking away okay that's there a run that's a run fake is a run oh i forgot to watch the stream though to see if uh play formations appear in play select, but we'll oh, yeah. find out in a second. Um, Steelers is only running at the goal line. Uh, this would run it at the 40. But he was in man, and you read that he was in man coverage. Okay. It does seem like a weird play to run in the middle of the field. I mean, it seem, honestly, it seems like a weird play that it's even in the game to begin with. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool, but... Am I, am I remembering correctly? Didn't, didn't the Patriots run a, a play or a similar play where they threw it to Tom Brady? They just missed it. Uh, he, yeah, overthrown. he missed it. And that, was at, yeah. that was at the middle of the field, I think, actually. Yeah. It was in the Super Bowl, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just after, like yeah. a year after or something. Yeah. Um, 
I'd love to see somebody do it. I want Rich to do that to me in our next game. Run a Philly special <laughs> at midfield. I'd love, I'd love for that to happen. I, I, don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll sacrifice uh, that play. Just see what happens. Oh, I just realized I'm watching the Cardinals stream, and they're on offense, which is not going to help the does the defense see the play question. Uh, so we'll have to wait a minute for that one. Um, as far as the Philly special is concerned, I think <laughs> I think as long as there's a play where someone is going unguarded, that's kind of an issue to me. And it's part of why we got rid of the monster stack formation, which is the only other thing that's banned right now. Um, mm -hmm. Although you could consolidate uh, manual motion as another thing that we have banned as the reason we got rid of it is because it left people unguarded and things where people are just unguarded are not as fair seemingly. Um, so I don't know. I need to do more tests on this before I render anything, but uh, I'm not a fan. I'll say conceptually of any play where you say in man coverage, there's nothing you can do except choose zone coverage. I don't like that as a response to a broken play like is there a man coverage so okay so the other argument was if it's man coverage you could user somebody out to um to cover that position and that does make sense if you see that if you see that formation based on that formation it seems pretty obvious right so if you're in man coverage and you user a linebacker or a DB of some kind. But See, there's, other, there's right other receivers seems... also. The only example I saw of someone running it and they said, oh, choose zone. They gave a uh, video where they still scored against the, the zone. So I, I feel like we need to run a lot of tests on it, uh, much in the same way we did for the uh, man in motion RPO issue that I was screaming about. Um, right. But at the same time, right, like you should be able to score on this play. If you know what you're doing, uh, I, I clearly don't. What, I'm like, <laughs> whatever the, whatever the percentage, right. Whatever, whatever the percentage might be, like it shouldn't be a play that just never works. It should be a play that sometimes works and sometimes you're able to stop it. It just, as long as it's not broken to the, where you're just scoring every time, then, then I think it's, then I think it's fine. No, I think it would be a problem if 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 you excessively run it every time you're at the goal line. That's a problem. Right. Let's start right there. <laughs> right. Let's start right there. And we do, you do that. It, I'm banning it. I'm banning it. If you run it four straight yeah. times. Yeah, banned. and then but the, the comments do it. It does say too, right? Like Steelers is saying we have spamming rules for a reason. So that just spamming it alone would be against the rules. That would be like yeah. Um, that would be like look. You, that's supposed to be a, like a surprise play, right? So you want to run it once, maybe a game, maybe once or twice a season. Actually, is probably more reasonable. But like, know. yeah, like last season. Well, no, it was it was the season that I, that I went to the Super Bowl a few years ago in twenty one. I practiced a fake kick like numerous times, fake field goal numerous times, and I never ran it because I didn't want to waste it. Yeah. Uh, and then we got to the Super Bowl, and I almost did it, and I lost by one. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, it should be something like that, right? Where it's like, and, and Steelers, he's saying that he runs it maybe once or twice a game. I agree that that's probably too many, right? It should be, it should be a special, but it's literally called Philly special. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, you save it for but, the Super Bowl. That's the special. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I, mean, I will, it, it, watching the Lions game, the formation does appear for the defense. You do see the formation that's coming. I don't think I ever noticed that before, though. I was always just reading okay. how many players uh, were at each position. Interesting. Yeah, then then I don't then I don't I don't see an issue with it. I think it's I think it's fine. By the way, uh, on the run commit glitch thing I mentioned, I just looked and uh, I guess yesterday EA put out an update that added logic to the run commit feature. So every NFL player crashes and plays the run independent of his responsibilities on the field. So I guess that what what that means is they. You were getting the, the effects of you know the linebackers and the defensive linemen basically crushing the offensive line to stop the run, but then the DBs were probably still playing back and, and safely. Um, so people were running it like uh, what is it? Mutt had had banned it outside of like one yard, like fourth and one. They wouldn't let anybody do it. Uh, so apparently, it's been addressed now as of yesterday. Okay. Um. Oh, I'm doing some shit. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that before, and I don't know about it still. So that fits yeah. me just all fine. y'all, all y'all run committing in our league. It's time Almost of reckoning. never. <laughs> it's pretty much an automatic just... touchdown if they're not running. So it's a pretty bad. Well, that's what it was be, and I don't think it has been though. I think that's the issue is that it hasn't been, and now it's probably back to that. Hmm. Uh, Monster yeah. was banned because you couldn't adjust. You can adjust to the Philly. How do you adjust to the Philly? What's the adjustment? What are we saying? I wish comments would follow up with uh, more information. It's a matter of fact statement. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll move on to the just other Just lob it, Jeff. Just, right, just that's lob how it, I Jeff. adjust. Just I lob it. Um, X-Factor. So the abilities was something we had off to begin the season. And we have now put them on as part of our many adjustments. Some people are complaining that some abilities are too overpowered and would like to see X-Factor be nerfed in one way or another. I personally would just like to see Lamar Jackson deleted from the game. Uh, and anyone else with Escape Artist, I think it's bullshit. But Escape Artist is not an X-Factor. It is a superstar ability, so I will not have my wish. Anyway, um... One idea for neutralizing the X-Factor is we have sliders that adjust how many dev traits of each thing we have. And so we can customize. And one suggestion was to take all the numbers that are in the X-Factor and move them to Superstar instead. So at the end of every season, anyone who's an X-Factor would become a Superstar or possibly lower and someone else would become a Superstar. Um, but basically, during the season, you can earn them, and at the end of the season, you would lose them. So it becomes something that's special to that season. You, in theory, would still be a superstar at the end of that season, uh, which would be the default highest thing you can get. Kind of like getting a—it would be like a star in Smash Brothers, like where for like a few moments you're super-powered, uh, but eventually it wears off, and you go back to normal. There's just—yeah, there's just no blue shells. Right, no blue shells. <laughs> no blue shells. Yeah. The Philly special is the blue shell. Uh, call any zone play. That doesn't work. I just ran it. I got a bunch of touchdowns against zone coverage. Zone coverage is not like a magic pill that stops the Philly special. Silly Phillies. Anyway, uh, I, I I'm kind of, I, I kind of like it, Brian. What do you think? 
Yeah, I, I think I, I'm. There, there are X factors that are just, they're just, they're too much. Um, which turning them off obviously didn't work either. But if we can, if there's some sort of abilities balance that we can have with superstars, um, where we can have the re- reasonable abilities, then I like that idea. Well, what is like, the I want reasonable Russell abilities? Because well, like, escape artist is my public enemy number one, and it's superstar. It's not X factor. Right. I don't know. I, I guess it's really hard because it's all subjective. And, and it's like, how many times have you been burned by, by that ability? Like I want, like for me, I just want Russell Wilson to have the ability to call all of the audibles, all of the hot route audibles. I want all of those. And I don't feel like that's ridiculous or like, that's a realistic thing. A quarterback should be able to call any route he wants. One where it's like bulldoze, whatever, whatever no, no, the one no, somebody no, no, mentioned. No. Only the best quarterbacks well, know how to call an audible. Right. Right. I don't know what's the signal. I forgot. Somebody mentioned it earlier in the comment too. Like what about one of the X factors? Which one? Um, I'm missing it here. But anyway, there's a couple of them that 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 are just overpowered, basically. Like, mm-hmm. like in 21, right? Where where I had Bobby Wagner and I had Jamal Adams, and like if you caught the ball and they hit you, you fumbled. That's avalanche. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 To me, the the one that really stood out as ridiculous uh, was was Aaron Rodgers had one where he couldn't throw an interception. So like, imagine that in our league, imagine that in our league, if people were just throwing the ball around and they had the, the ability to, it just defensive backs, just drop it. Sorry. You That's can't the answer to all, all our problems. Give every quarterback that ability yes. and then keep exactly. carry on. <laughs> That's it. You know, we're going to clean things up and uh, minimize the interceptions right here. We've, we've uh, figured it out. We've solved it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I you know I've always liked the the abilities because it makes the players more distinct. I mean, we talked about DK Metcalf earlier. Like, we were not seeing that. You know, I I considered and I talked to Brian at one point mentioned you know trading for DK Metcalf and at this point you know because he fits my style a little more than uh, McLaurin, but uh, the, I wouldn't have seen the benefits of it. Right now, maybe maybe with with X Factor type uh, abilities on. He can do something that 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 other players can't. Because right now, uh, even right now, I mean, at the, outside of speed and and catching, you're really, you know, route running. I don't know how much you can really look into all that uh, on a play to play basis. But I love I love the uh, abilities being on, um, and I think it helps really define those players who who are worth it better. Uh, what I, but yeah, some of the, some of the ridiculous ones like the Rogers one, I I was not a fan of. Yeah, what I think is interesting is some of the new people discovering some of the old problems. Uh, the Steelers this week played the Titans. The Titans ran Henry for something like thirty carries and two hundred and eighty yards, and it's because his ability is like no one can tackle him on the first tackle or something like that. And that happened last year and was a big inspiration on why we voted so unanimously to turn them off is everyone's like, some of these are really stupidly unfair. Like sometimes Derek Henry is tackled. That's a thing that happens. Like you can't, it doesn't always take two people. Uh, people don't always Quite bounce often, off it. Anything that's always is what drives me crazy. This person will always yeah. do this is an ability I do not like on any level. And if it says like increased chance, I'm okay with it. But something like Truz, where you cannot fumble, or that Aaron Rodgers thing where you cannot throw an interception, that is stupid. 
That is yeah. not football. That is magic. It's like that's bullshit. not that's not why they're good players because it can't happen to them. It's because Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw the ball. He's not playing in our league. He doesn't throw right. the ball. To, he's not. Uh, he's not player. making Brian's decisions. That's why he's not throwing interceptions. <laughs> he's got precision, you know, like, and he's making. Yeah, he's making certain decisions. He's putting the ball where he wants it to go. That doesn't happen in our league. The ball doesn't go where we want it to go. No, not unless you're doing a, a crosser. Then it's always going in that one spot yeah, that's that it. no one else can get to. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm pretty into it. I like the idea of making X Factor more special by literally making it special. You get it, you earn it in that season, or you don't earn it. And uh, everyone would, in theory, still have their abilities because they would still be superstars. And you only get one X Factor compared to if you're a really good superstar, you get multiple of those abilities. Like you look at Tom Brady got one X factor and like seven abilities uh, <laughs> yeah. for everything else in his superstar. <laughs> yeah. And the superstar ones are always active compared to the X factors, which only get activated anyway. So it's even here's the real thing, guys. I'm sick of factors. I'm sick of M factors and X factors and all these fucking factors. I just want the good players to be good and not have fucking flashing lights in my face when they're going to be good. It's annoying. I, I, I'm watching this Lions game, which started out really good. The Cardinals are winning 38-7 to 7 right now. They have a full bar of go-fuck-you juice. And I just, I hate it. It's like, for the Lions to even score once more in this game would be extra impossible. Because every time they get close to him in the pocket, Kyler Murray can escape. And every time they have the ball, they suddenly can't see their play art anymore uh, because of the fucking light show that's going on and i don't i uh look i just want the again i I just want the the camera to stop shaking when i'm at home (laughs) i told you you can turn that off i know i did right before i quit hey look again you're talking about you know the 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 graphics packages and the the way they're displaying stuff it's for the ultimate team it's for it's for the esports crowd right they gotta display this stuff they gotta show out or else people are just gonna say the game's boring and they don't know what's going on uh, i wish it, it had a broadcast mode where you just you didn't see anything except for the score i wish i wish that was like an option i want a broadcast you know, like, camera just watch we need to they need to they need to take the games right and just uh, from from people who are watching streams, just broadcast it through the broadcast camera. So we're not seeing like the plays that we're making or choosing. We're not seeing the adjustments that people are yeah. making on the field. <laughs> we're not seeing all that minutia. We just yeah. need to see. You want an let's see it from a broadcast perspective. Show me that. But, but that doesn't that's sell. A, but that's not a, that's not actually a crazy idea because on the formula one game which is actually on the screen right behind me they actually have um spectator mode you can actually have somebody commentate on the game and switch cameras from car to car so the people who are watching the stream see what the person who's in control of of the broadcast actually does so that would actually be a really cool feature to have in in madden where you basically have like a broadcast feature um, and you can maybe maybe the person who's in control of that switches cameras on the field, and yeah, you see a broadcast presentation. You the the person can pull up the replay of the last play from different angles or something like I don't know. There was, I, we, there was one time I was watching a um, a Madden you esports. You know how game much and, development time that would be, Brian? Yeah, that's the that's that's the uh, that's the, the cash. It would only be it would only be ten minutes because that's how the, all they'll put into it anyway. So ten <laughs> minutes is the answer. 
there was there was an esports game I was watching at Madden, and I I can't watch them; they're terrible to watch. But um, they have it from you know just like the normal perspective, and they the, and the the players were doing the adjustments like thirty adjustments before the snap, and the screen was going in and out and out. It almost gave me a seizure. And I'm like, this is not the uh, most pleasant way to to show your product or to play it or to present it. Um, and, and and yeah, I, I'd love a cleaner cleaner look to the game. Yeah, but again, that's Very that's true. comes down to dollars, you know, and who how many people are going to care? It's basically it's yeah, it's basically it's a, it's a it's a football slot machine is basically what we're playing. Uh, one comment I, I want to call out: uh, Ikatsu in the chat says Kyler Murray escapes. He didn't say that, but he says does that in real life, and yes, he does. The problem is the game is tuned in such a way that right now Peyton Manning could escape from the pocket with no problems. So when you add in extra powers of super escape, it takes something that where you have a statistical advantage like speed and it becomes an impossible advantage like escape artist, in my opinion. Um, is there anything else on that line? Or are we, is that a show? Oh, of course, we have to choose game of the week. What a fool I've been to forget our most popular segment. Uh, and we skipped over our favorite broken things, but we are at 90 minutes right now, so I'll leave yeah. it up to you guys. Do you want to go through the favorite have we start? Things? Have we started recording yet? Is... <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was the pre-show. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll just keep it short and say my favorite broken thing is me. Oh. oh. All right. You, well, stole, we'll you that. stole my answer. You stole my answer. I was going to say people. We'll save that it's for next week. People. We'll save that for next week. Let's go to our games of the week. I'm going to start because I don't like people uh, agreeing with me. I'm looking ahead at week 16 since week 15 is almost in the books already. And I'm going to choose the game of Ravens versus Bengals CPU. Uh, will the CPU take care of the Ravens as the CPU Chiefs did? Or, no, I take it back. I want Colts-Cardinals. Colts-Cardinals. We got two of the best teams playing against each other. That's clearly a great game. Uh, no, fuck it. One of you can have it. I'm going ravens Bengals. Go CPU! All right, Pasta, who you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Mine is, I think, maybe the obvious one, because it, it's two playoff teams in the mix here, and that's the, the Buccaneers and the Panthers. And, uh, you know, these are two teams that I've faced. I, I lost a close one of the Buccaneers, and I was able to pull off a win over the, the Panthers. Uh, very, uh, I think very good players. I don't understand how the Buccaneers have, like, 10 90-rated players, and they also have, like, six first-round draft picks. How did that, how did that happen? Um, oh. <laughs> and, also, uh, and also the Buccaneers owner thinks he's terrible. Uh, so this is all stuff I'm learning, uh, and I don't, I don't know how this... Well, how, there's, a, there's history. If you take a guy who's, who's never made the playoffs and you give him a good team and he starts playing well, and he still has the mindset that he's no good, like a, like a fat was, girl who's lost all the weight. I looked at the roster before I played him, and I'm like, this is the most stacked roster I've played this season, and he has like six first-round draft picks. One of those um, is for I, me. I apologize. I don't, I don't know how that happened. Uh, but yeah, the Panthers uh, are really good too, and and looks like the Panthers would uh, have the the tiebreaker potentially for the division if they can win. Um, and but the uh, the Buccaneers would have to lose to the Jets, I think. I, I, I looked at it earlier. It was an interesting scenario. Both teams 
are going to make the playoffs. Uh, but I'm I'm interested in that one because I played them both, and potentially I'm going to be playing uh, the, the loser in the playoffs. So uh, that that's the one I'm eyeing this week. Okay, so the real obvious one that everyone should be picking is the four and ten Bears against the three and ten Reunion Tour Seahawks. Apparently, oh hell it's yeah, go, it's, it's going to go down. Um, but out but outside of that one. Um, we're going to be giving out T-shirts at that game. Uh, it's, it's a Seahawks home game, it appears. You know we're what's most interesting? Out... You know what's most interesting about that one? Those are two teams who losing doesn't matter because neither of you have a first-round draft pick, right? Yeah, it's really the Jets and the Giants. It's not like the winner is actually uh, the loser and that the loser gets a better draft spot. Uh, no. It doesn't matter it's to either just, of you. I'm fascinated. It's just going to be a mess. We're going to be printing up T-shirts with Oprah on them saying, you get a pick, you get a pick, everybody gets a pick. But my secondary one, aside from the Bears-Seahawks, uh, I, I will go with Steelers-Chiefs uh, because of the playoff implications that could be attached to, to that game um, through whether it be wild card or um, division. So, yeah, that, that, should be a good, that should be a good game too, I think. Those two are probably a pretty good matchup for each other. So uh, That should that be good. That was weird. The Cardinals game just ended on a pass from the Cardinals up 41 to 7. I think Murray's still in the now. game. Like the game backup at least. That was weird. No, that was Murray. Uh, okay. Gonna look into that. Uh, that's gonna do it for this week's show. Um, I say um, week show like we do this on a regular basis. Uh, we have kind of. <laughs> I don't know if we do it weekly though. Um, that's gonna do it for this show. Brian and Brian, thank you both for making time tonight. Thank you, Jeff, for making time tonight. You're welcome, Jeff. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at 4THSL. Also on Twitch at 4THSL, uh, where we host all the league games automatically. If you're ever like, oh, I don't know who's playing, let me go see that Twitch channel, and we'll be hosting someone. So that's fun. Um, if you would like to Shout out to join the, uh... us. Sorry, I was going to say quick shout out to the active chat room tonight, too. Yeah, a lot, lot in there. Um, if you would like to join us, we have some open spots. We are near the end of the season, which is the perfect time to join as you get to run a GM life as we enter the offseason. Uh, certainly, we will have some spots to fill. So uh, come, come on to the Twitter, at the Twitter. Say, hey, how do I join? Actually, there's a link in our Twitter bio on how to join. So we take that step right out of you. Uh, that will be us this week. Uh, any any closing statements, Brian's? Go Seahawks. Yeah. All right. They can still make a run. They're going to make a run here. They got the Texans. If they can beat the Rams, they can get to nine wins. Right it's not going to happen. They're not. They're not any it's good. Not, They'll at least no, beat the Forty ers They should have won. They did. Yeah. Well, yeah. don't they play again? No, that's a sweep. Sweep complete. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Dominate. All right. We own the 49ers. Right. I think that's, that's the final then. Uh, check us out online. See ya.